We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. For Twitter, it looks a lot like Twitter. Uh, there's, it's, it's very early stages. It all depends on really who goes on it and, and so on. I, I find it difficult to to think it's going to like take over because it's I, I think that something that grows organically and that breaks news is something that can really compete but I don't know and there's a lot of reasons why maybe it has a couple of advantages for you know large scale acquisition but in terms of a lot of uh, users and followers and so on and so forth but I don't really know and it's too early maybe for anyone to know. But Lon Seidman from Lon.TV, of course, you go to his YouTube channel. Tons of videos. It's obviously great for product reviews, too. Uh, Lon, good morning. How are you? Good morning. So what do you, I mean, have you been, you futzing around with it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been futzing around with it. it, it it's kind of like, remember Google Plus? <laughs> it's kind of like that that excitement where it's like, oh, it's something new and big and capable of supporting all these users. And then it just kind of kind of fizzles out. But yeah, you know, my problem with it is that it, its algorithm feels a lot like Instagram. So what I'm seeing on my feed right now is just a bunch of like pop culture stuff that I'm not interested in and I'm not following. Right. So, you know, they I think what it's, it's going to take is for it depends on what topic kind of runs that platform. You know, Twitter is certainly more news oriented. I don't know what what threads will be. But right. I'm not. I'm not too impressed yet. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, you know, it looks very similar, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if there'll be a lawsuit there. And and then you know, the thing that's interesting to me is that basically, I, I logged in and there was already like a couple of automated followers. So basically, I think you can sort of upload it, and if you're connected to your Instagram account, then it'll probably notify all the people that follow you on Instagram have also joined Threads. So you have some built-in followers so your feed will be populated right away but then i don't i'm not a big instagram guy so i only have a few people following so i'm getting you know like for instance darren Ravel, like half my feed is from darren and then i feel like people are just going to post find a way to post at the same time on twitter facebook threads and instagram and it's just going to be the same stuff yeah it's going to be exactly the same stuff And and i think that's the problem with it and you know one thing that's that intrigues me about it though is that Unlike the other platforms that want to lock you into their, their walled garden, one of the things that they're, they're building into the architecture of threads is that it's going to support an, it's an open source protocol called ActivityPub. And I'm sure you've heard about Mastodon, right, which is the, the open source self-hosted Twitter alternative. Have you ever yes. seen that one? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So they're going to support the Mastodon protocol, which means that you could – be on your own Mastodon server with the, with the, you know, like me, I'm on this one with a bunch of um, independent web nerds, right? Um, I can be on that server, but I am able to get my stuff from that server over to threads and vice versa. Hmm. So it's not limited. And I think that's, that's where I'm, I'm most interested in because out of all the things that look like Twitter and all the other platforms, 
um, what they're doing here with uh, with threads at a very large scale is the most decentralized platform at this size that I've seen since the early 90s. So that that that's the one thing that I'm holding out hope for is that there might be a really neat interoperability that you don't have to give yourself to Mark Zuckerberg, but you can still you know play and visit his garden, if you will. So, so that that's that's something to keep an eye on to see how that comes out. We're talking with Lon Seidman from Lon.tv. Of course, you know, a couple hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and a huge friend of the show when we have you know subjects like this because I'm always interested in what Lon ha- has to say. For me, Twitter is my news source, and I've been going through this, I mean, not internal. I've been talking about a lot, this turmoil that if I can't rely on Twitter for news, what the hell, excuse me, what the heck am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? And, and, yeah. and, and there was, a, you know, I was... I wouldn't say encouraged, but I mean, the 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 Russian, the whole thing with uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin and the Wagner Group going like marching to Moscow, sort of reasserted Twitter as a, a place to go for me. Right. And so, in some ways, from a news perspective, it was encouraging. And and so, and I don't know, but I I, I feel like Twitter became that organically, and I just don't. I mean, I feel like it's going to be like press release central product you know product promoting central and not organically gritty like this is this is ugly but this is what's happening and i I think that's what what really separates twitter is that if if you think about it like you know on a lot of these other platforms you you can kind of filter out anything you don't like right um twitter kind of has built itself around i don't want to use elon's description of a town square but to some degree that that's true in that it, it does do a pretty good job of bringing people of diverse ideas into the same place. It doesn't always come, come out as a good, a good thing, but uh, you know, I, I get a lot more diversity of opinion. This is even before Elon than, than I did on any other platform. And I think there's some value to that. And it's hard to just take that and rebuild it somewhere else with, with a clone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, and I, and I think what's going to happen here is let's wait for the next big news event and see what people run to. And I, and I think they're going to run to Twitter because that's where if you're someone of influence in, in the news business, for example, um, that's where the other people that have similar influence are located. And if you want to express your opinion or share your work with that group, yeah. um, I think it's going to be on Twitter. You know, the clone thing is interesting, and maybe because we're just sort of used to it, but this to me is the open source thing you talked about, even though I don't wholly understand it, is maybe the thing we don't talk about that is the evolutionary step here, because the the layout is essentially the same, and Mm -hmm. so there's no evolution there or progression in terms of stylistics and maybe they were just so worried about you know people not being able to navigate and true social right. similar in, in a sense so i mean i i, I there's no real like next generation look to it from that perspective um in general anything else going on what are you what are you working on what's happening i'm working on a whole bunch of stuff but what's what's been interesting is, is consumer trends kind of drive what i cover so what i've been really focused on over the last couple of weeks just because i'm getting a lot of traffic on it is cord cutting um, you know, getting, getting off the cable and kind of similar to how we're trying to find a platform for, for Twitter. Um, you know, people are looking for their own way to watch their TV shows the way they want. Yes. Um, so I've been, I've been focusing a lot on that. I've been covering a lot of over the air content options because the antennas still work, believe it or not. 
Um, and unfortunately, we're getting a new standard on over-the-air TV that the broadcasters are beginning to encrypt. So it's becoming more difficult to watch uh, what you want for free. So really? I've been talking a lot about that. Yeah, the, the standard's called ATSC3. And it's um, actually, it, it works better than the existing TV standard in that you can tune into a, a channel much more uh, reliably, even at a longer distance. I'm pretty far away from the tower in Farmington, um, but I'm able to pick up all of the major broadcasters. However, just this week, uh, WFSB encrypted their signal um, because the broadcasters are very concerned that people are going to run their own mini cable operations over the Internet. So they're trying to lock down people's ability to, to easily rebroadcast something but that's now making it hard for people to actually watch tv so um there's a lot of developments going on in that area and there's a lot of actual choices for internet-based streaming now as well as depending on what you're looking for so it's been a been an interesting topic area it's such a weird i mean i i don't know what to do we have all this myriad subscriptions and i feel like it it feels like we're paying less but we're not really i mean i don't think anyone's figured this out no but no, and the business model is, you know, especially on the on the streaming cable stuff, YouTube TV's prices have keep going up substantially every every year or two. And part of the problem is, is that the way the cable industry has always worked is that the, the cable company would pay the cable channels to carry their networks based on the number of subscribers that they have. Right. And so that's how the streaming services work. So YouTube has to pay all the cable providers their broadcasting a feed per subscriber. And every time they want to raise the prices, that's when uh, the price goes up for the consumer. And the broadcasters have got, gotten in on the deal, and they're making a lot of money now. In some cases, maybe half their revenue or more just from retransmission fees, let alone advertising and everything else. So it's a big business, and they're trying to protect that. Hmm. It's fascinating times. I mean, it's just weird how you know certain things are <laughs> come out of – style and in style so quickly yeah you know cord cutting i mean there's, there's a whole bunch of things that that, that have gone in out of style so fast but we, we, i i don't have any more time unfortunately uh, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you want to see more of lawn sideman go to lawn.tv the youtube channel and there's tons of stuff uh you know product reviews and he just talked about the cord cutting stuff and obviously here periodically when 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 the stories are you know, worth pulling them up, waking them up early and getting them in. Thanks for the insight, Lon. Really, really helpful. Anytime. We'll talk soon. All right. Lon Seidman from Lon.tv. Yeah, this thread's I – mean, I'm going to mess around with it and see, see what I think, but I think it's going to take time to decide whether it's actually relevant. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.